The message I want us to share, we'll go to the book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 6. That is where the assignment is. So here he says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Next verse. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament and it was so. Tell your neighbor, and it was so. I think beyond God just creating, he was teaching in the creation. That if you look at the account of creation, there's too much God can talk to you about. Like our father normally says, the word of God has several layers. And you approach the word of God, if you approach it the right way, it will deliver to you a wealth of wisdom. So I find that this scripture, when I was studying it, I found a wealth in it. Now, I wrestled with God over this message because I had another message which I was looking forward to preach today. The next opportunity, because I remember the last opportunity, we had uh, injection. So I said, this, this one we can't again inject. But God told me uh, another dose. I said, God, please, can't I just shout the way? Can't I shout the power of God? They can shout. He says, no, preach this one. This kind of message is a cure for familiarity. And it is intended to help us to check for familiarity. Why? When you notice that things in your life are not moving as the word of God says, it is important to do a review and check where could be the problem. Where am I not getting it right? And in most cases, the problem is familiarity. Familiarity. And so when God was creating, the Bible says he separated waters above from waters below. Which means there are waters that are below and there are waters that are above. In life, this is how life is. We will always have people that are waters above others. That's just how life is. That God will position some people somewhere and others somewhere. Not because he wants some people up and others down. No. Whoever is up, he has a responsibility up there. So familiarity is when we bring the waters above and connect them with waters below. Or bring the waters below and bring them together with the waters above. Because remember, these two were together. And when they were together, the Bible says in verse 2, give us verse 2. It says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the waters. Because waters were together, says there was formlessness, void, and darkness. When you find yourself in life, 
waters below and some people waters above you you want to have a firmament between the two of you and so the title of my message today is let there be a firmament tell your neighbor let there be a firmament Tell the other one, they just said, let there be a firmament. Hallelujah. Familiarity has frustrated many dreams, killed many dreams, and buried dreamers. People who had dreams, who had hopes. You know, you meet people and they have visions. When you sit down with them, they explain to you the kind of vision they have. You're like, wow, when are you beginning on this thing? And so God, knowing that he is the one who put those things in your heart, he sends you people, relevant people to help you. He sends you people that are waters above to inspire you who is waters below. To help give you leadership. Because sometimes when you are stuck, you pray, you kneel down and pray and tell, say, you, say, you say, God, I'm tired of poverty. And then God sends you people that are financially waters above you. And from the time God sends those people, familiarity kills the relationship. Are we together? Your friend invites you to her home because she wants to connect you with her auntie for big business. So you come to this friend of yours home and before you could even discuss about it, you are already in her kitchen liking the plates. Say, wow, you imported these ones? You even have TV in the kitchen. Wow. And she's like, oh my God. Now, I don't mind her in my kitchen, but my auntie hates trespass. That day you ate good food, but she swore in her heart not to connect you because you are too familiar. Who told you to enter her kitchen? Aunt, my aunt, we are friends. You closed the firmament. Yet you are the one who prayed and you told God you are tired of poverty. Now you are back. Oh God, I'm tired. And God is like, you, are, you have not started yet. Until your blanket can't cover the whole body. You pull it, it the legs are bare. You push it down. They, eh. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. There's, why are marriages frustrated? Familiarity. You think you know that man. I mean, I know that. I know my husband. He's my husband. I know him. Even the man thinks he knows the wife. That woman, the Bible says, she is your favor from God. You play with her. You're telling God, I don't need your favor. Say, oh God, I need divine favor. No, it says your wife, your wife, your wife. The way you handle your wife. Some of you men, if you change the way you treat your wife, 
you will realize that you will reach on doors and they will open themselves. Uh, you ask me. Uh-huh. You have understood. <laughs> Praise God. There is no gate that can refuse to. As soon as the gate sees me, it opens itself. Praise God. So you don't play with your favor with God. Familiarity. Even parents, you find parents are so familiar with their children. And these are my kids. And then you raise them without the mind of, if God gave me a gift, what was his mind of this child? Ah, if children are gifts from God, what was God thinking to give me this, this child? Because you could frustrate a president of a nation you'll be under. Hallelujah. Tell anybody, let there be a firmament. Now, growing up, they used to tell us, uh, Qualities of a good leader. Qualities of a good leader. Qualities of a good leader. No one really taught us qualities of a good follower. Why? Because they know everyone likes to lead. We all want to lead. No one wants to serve. Everybody wants to be a leader. So they gave us what we wanted. Qualities of a good leader. Everyone wants to lead. But I believe that it doesn't matter how a good leader we have. If the follower is not perfected, we will still not achieve what we want to achieve. There has to be a perfection of the follower. Jesus told the disciples, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There's a making. Ah, There's a making of the follower. There's a making. There's a making. And many people, they want to run away from the making. That's Mark 1, 17. It says, and Jesus said unto them, first, first give us verse 16. It says, now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. Uh-huh. And Jesus said unto them, come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. So there's a making, a perfecting of the follower. But this follower has to understand there's a difference between walking with someone and following him. If God has given you someone to follow, let there be a firmament of honor between you and them. Don't overmix waters above with waters below. You'll create floods. There are people who are supposed to bless you, but you are too close for them to bless you. That's why when we are going to be prayed for, we kneel down to create a firmament between the hand and the head. Ah! <laughs> Praise God. John said, I must decrease. He must increase. So that we have a firmament in between. You know, Jesus came to be baptized by John. When he reached there, John says, no, sir. What shocks me is that John said that he didn't know Jesus. I read it, I was disturbed. 
says, I knew him not. Joseph says, I knew him not. How can you not know him? They were cousins. They were cousins. Give us the verse. There's a verse. It is not in the Quran. It is in the Bible. <laughs> I knew him not. <laughs> let's, okay, let's read from verse 30. It says, this is he of whom I said, after me comes a man which is preferred. The man which is preferred before me. Preferred. John was older meanwhile. John was born before. Because Elizabeth was six months pregnant before Mary conceived Jesus. So John is older. But it says, Jesus was preferred before John. It says, and he was before me. John is saying that Jesus was before him. So which means John is functioning here by revelation. Because without revelation, you will not survive familiarity. You cannot really honor what has not been revealed to you. Are we together? Verse 30. No, verse 31. It says, and I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. You see that? How could John say he didn't know him? He says, I knew him. He needed a sign. To know who Jesus was. Even when Jesus came. Oh hallelujah. So Jesus comes in this water. And John is like no sir. You can't baptize me. It is you. It's my time. John but he said. I can't baptize you. You have to baptize me. Uh, Jesus said no. That we might fulfill all righteousness. You do this thing. And so John gets those hands on the head. The head of, do you know the head of Jesus? John is refusing to put his hands. Now here some of us, we are very quick to lay hands on people. Say, come, 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 come. Take it. <laughs> take what? Take what? Take what? Take what? Take it. We, we, take what? John was slow. He said, eh, this head, I can't put this hand on that kind of a head. Jesus said, you must put it. <laughs> You're joking. He says, no, it is you to baptize me. He says, no, this thing is a secret. You baptize me because had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Let's hide this thing. You baptize me. The devils will not understand. Hey! Let's confuse the demons here. You put me in water. And Jesus allowed to be immersed in water by his own creation. <sighs> but you, your head is very special. Say, ah, not my head, not my head. There are other heads. Lay on <laughs> Only God can. <laughs> Praise God. He says, I must decrease. He must increase that we may have a firmament in between. The things we're familiar, these are the very things that God has ordained for our promotion. Look at, for example, the presence of God. People can easily be in the presence of God and, you know, they're on their phone. Papa always tells us these things. How you go on your phone? Do you know angels? The Bible says angels, they want to look into the sermon. 
They want to look into these things of salvation. Angels. Jesus didn't die for angels. So salvation, look at this, First Peter 1.10. It says, of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, who prophesied of the grace that sh- should come to you. Uh-huh. Good. It says, and to whom it was revealed, that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister, the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. When your angel is near you and you're WhatsApping, he feels like slapping, but <laughs> he's on duty. <laughs> he was ordained to uh, protect you. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very, he's very, he wants to get the next mystery. Why? Because the Bible says, angels, the word of God gives them strength to perform. So they can't miss the word because they want to perform. It says, the Bible says that the increase in strength, the thing you're ignoring, increases angels' strength. And you, you are weak. This presence of God. You can whisper to your neighbor, you, that, that boldness to whisper. Say, oh, no, and you're emphasizing extend, extend. Extend where you extend. You didn't use deodorant. Hey. Let me tell you why they didn't use the deodorant. <laughs> why is it your nose that smelt it? What is God saying? That you buy the deodorant for the neighbor. Hey. Mm? Say, mm? Mm-hmm. If you feel an injection, say hallelujah. Hey. This presence we play with, the Bible says they brought sticks. Sons of Levi, they brought sticks. In the presence of God, dry sticks in the morning, they had results. Early morning, dry sticks had results. You have been in the presence for how long? Where are the results? You Now you are the one asking God, God, where are the results? And God like, where are the results? <laughs> All of you are asking each other, where are the results? Dry sticks, in the, they were able to get a result. Tell me again, let there be a firmament. This firmament to separate waters below and waters above. Waters below always want to know why is waters above, above, and me below? Why am I at this level and there are people above me? Why? What makes them so special? So we always seek to have a relationship with those above just to find out where is his power? Where where, where exactly is the mystery? And as soon as you meet them, what as above have met, what as below, you find out that what they are is what you are. You meet, for example, Apostle Grace, you meet him. Apostle Grace is one of the most humblest ministers I've ever met. You can miss him while and even step on him and continue. But then 
you come to him and you realize he's not very different from us. See, he's putting on brown, I'm putting on brown. He's, he's a bit darker. Bit, uh, so what, what, so what's special? Then you discover there's really not much that, that is different. And you're like, wow. If he could begin Fanero, I can begin Fortizo. Ah. And then you start struggling with what? You are Fortizo. You struggle with Fortizo. The God of Fortizo is not coming. <laughs> no rent, nothing. Hey. Pray to the God of Fortizo. Nothing. They shout, they cut themselves. The God of Fortizo is not manifesting. What did I miss? What did I miss? Familiarity, familiarity, familiarity. You think it is in the Greek words. If you ask what is above, it will tell you I didn't put myself above here. It is God who put the firmament. I didn't lift myself. It was God who lifted me. And familiarity normally it comes from the waters below, not, not, above, not from above. It's normally from the waters below. They always want to meet waters above. And guess what? When they meet, waters below say, but wait. Now we are all water. We are all. What makes you different? We are water. I'm, I'm H2O. You are H2O. So failure to discern the work of God to put a firmament. And when you look at verse 6 of Genesis chapter 1, verse 6, it says, And God said, Let there be a firmament. That's verse 6. There's another one where he, he says, Let there be lights in the firmament. That is verse 14. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. These lights they're supposed to be in the firmament. Now, when you close that firmament, that gap, and you familiar the things of God, you frustrate the lights in the firmament. Which means you frustrate revelation because light is revelation. You know, there are people who have become so deep in the house of God that they have become weighing scales. A whole human being is a weighing scale. Anybody who sings here, you weigh. So, uh, this one, uh, uh. He, she didn't fast. We are in 40 day for her. <laughs> She's having another revelation. She's eating. Someone wants to say something, you weigh. You are always weigh. You are a weighing scale. And do you know the mystery of a weighing scale? A weighing scale knows the weight of every other thing except itself. Hi. It has never weighed itself to know its or its actual weight, but it knows the weight of tomatoes, the weight. Listen. <laughs> Who have you not weighed? Ah, this one. And then the other one is a bit, uh, if not for, you know, the discord in the dressing, eh? it's a bit sharp. Have you ever weighed yourself? 
Another mystery of a weighing scale is that it never benefits from what it weighs. They weigh tomatoes on it. It never eats, it doesn't take soup. It weighs nails. It has no house. Familiarity. Familiarity. Let there be a firmament. Do you know why it always seems like preachers who are out of our country are deeper than ours here? Because there's a firmament between you and them. They are far. The day you meet them, they will become shallow. Hey, hey. this man, I thought he was deep. Just because you met them. Praise God. One day, there's this man who had the sick servant. And he sent them to Jesus and said, Jesus, I have a sick servant at home. I want you to come and minister to him and heal him. So he says, okay, let's go. As they were going, the man says, ha, ah, sir. Please don't come. He says, for I am not worthy to host you under my roof. There are people who get destroyed for hosting men of God. The hosting, you have, which man of God have you not hosted? Now, it's, it's supposed to bless you, but because you don't know how to discern who has come to you, it destroys you. Don't be quick to host. Papa, come and visit us. He can come. But if you don't discern, this man says, I'm not worthy to host you. Now you, you are very worthy. So of course, I have the Holy Ghost. How am I not worthy? That wisdom is too high of that man. And kings understand that thing. You have to be ready to host greatness. You have to be ready. All together. That's why some of you, there's someone, but I can perceive it by the spirit. There was a promotion for you at work. But when you hosted your boss, he canceled the promotion. Because he was able to see how you handle things. He saw how you do things. He said, I can't promote this. He, he was happy for the meal you served, but the way he said, hi, yeah, yeah, this one, I can't. That's how you missed. Because you were not ready to host him. Now, you don't know. I'm the one informing you. So I don't even know whether you have known. <laughs> so this man said, I can't host you. I'm not whether to host you under my roof. I don't want to close the firmament. Speak the word only from there. And my servant will be healed. The word only. How do you know you are familiar with the anointing? If the word only from the pulpit cannot work for you. The word only can't work. Because the man of God has laid hands on you. Nothing has changed. He has slapped you. <laughs> Nothing has changed. He has kicked you. Nothing has changed. Others are receiving from word only. Ah... Hannah comes to the house of God. 
The man of God says, it is well with you, go home. Didn't even mention about pregnancy. He didn't mention about children. He didn't say anything about children. Just told, him, told her, it's well. She went home and conceived. You, men of God, have pushed you. And you're wondering why things are not happening. Familiar, you need to do a familiarity check. A familiarity check. Check, check, check. Tell your neighbor, check, check, check. Do a check. Self-review. Praise God. Now, this presence of God is the reason why we have men of God. Men of God are put in place to create order in this presence. In this presence. We have been gifted with the presence. The people who had this presence in the old covenant, they didn't have it in, in the measure that we have it now. But the, the measure they had, they honored it. If they didn't, they would die. To enter holy of holies, even the priest, to enter there, he has to enter a certain way. For us, the curtain was torn. But how to enter? We just enter anyhow. Gabriel, we had this, Papa preached this on Thursday. Gabriel came to the father of John the Baptist and gave him Rema. Says, now yeah, you are ready to give birth. <laughs> And then Hezekiah said, huh, how? Gabriel said, what? He says, but the angel said unto him, fear not Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard. You are the one who was praying. The prayer has now been heard. He says, and your wife Elizabeth shall bear a son, and you shall call his name John. <laughs> Look at the next verse. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. Next verse. For he shall be great. Take me to the man of God. 16. Because of time. 17. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah, look at verse 17. 18. And Zachariah said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man. And my wife, well stricken, not just stricken, she is well stricken. <laughs> There's a difference between being stricken and well. You know, she was well stricken in years. That's how shall it happen? You are, you are explaining to the angel who came with the Rema how the condition of your wife. Look at Gabriel's answer. Verse 19. And the angel, look at the angel's answer. The angel answering said down to him, I am Gabriel. Look, Abaya. Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and I'm sent to speak unto you and to show you these glad tidings. Next verse. And behold, you shall be dumb. Because I stand in the presence of God, I have power. No, they didn't send me to make you dumb, but <laughs> listen, because he stands in the presence of God, he has audacity to command a man to be dumb. When you understand this thing, you can command anything to keep quiet and it will keep quiet. Ah. Why is there a lot of noise in your life? You can't sleep. Things are shouting at you at night. You have to wake up. What was that? What was that? Yet, him, he stands in the presence of God. You, the presence of God stands in you. And that you are the one damned. 
Hallelujah. There is a firmament. A space you live for honor. So there's a story I want us to look at quickly. In the book of 1 Samuel. Chapter 4. I'll ask you to go and read it on your own. Some, I'm just going to pick some verses in there. Mm-hmm. We are going to do from verse 2. It says, And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. This is war. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. And they slew of the army in the field about 4,000 men. These guys went to fight and they lost 4,000 men in that battle. These are 4,000 barriers. You know, sometimes as you read the Bible, you need to have also a, a pictorial thing. For you just read them for 4,000. If you don't know how to attract 400, you need to understand the loss of 4,000. They died in war. Next verse. When the people were coming to the camp, the elders of Israel said, these are elders asking, why has the Lord smitten us? They didn't say, why did the Philistines beat us? They knew this thing was from God. It says, why has the Lord smitten us today before the Philistines? Let us fetch the ark of the covenant before the Lord out of Shiloh unto us. When it cometh among us, it may save us out of the hand of our enemies. They remember they had something secret. Next verse. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from thence the ark of the covenant of the Lord of hosts, which dwells between the cherubims. Oh, hallelujah. It says it dwells between the cherubims. It says, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, who were supposed to be priests, were there with the ark of the covenant of God. It says, and when the ark of the covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted with a great shout so that the earth rang. That kind of shouting which shakes the earth, which creates an earthquake. The shout of Barokoli. Hallelujah. They normally say Barokoli we shout a lot. If the earth has not rung, we haven't shouted enough. Praise God. Next verse. And when the Philistines heard, look at this. When the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what meaneth the noise of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews? And they understood that the ark of the Lord was coming to the camp. These are Philistines who are supposed not to, they are not in covenant with God, but they know things of the covenant more than the children of Israel. Guys who are not born again. They see, when men who are not born again meet pastors, there's a certain honor they give them. Man of God, man of God, man of God. Even as we have a version of man of God, man of God which is not the true. <laughs> and these days we even have boldness. You can say, man of God, I will slap you. Those two, how can those two things be in the same sentence? Man of God, I will slap. So they shouted because the ark had come. Next verse. It says, and the Philistines were afraid for they said, God is coming to the camp. God. The ark came and they said, God is come. So they understood that the ark was God. Okay? It says, God is coming to the camp and they said, woe unto us for there has not been such a thing uh, King James, here to fall Le Kobo Zadila Bahaya. Here to fall. 
Hey. Uh-huh, next verse. Woe unto us. They had a fear of God. They had a fear of God. Woe unto us. Who shall deliver us out of the hand of these mighty gods? So because the ark had come into the camp, they said God has come into the camp. And because God has come into the camp, the Israelites had also become gods. Now, this is a revelation of the Philistines, not the Israelites. Why? He said, these are the gods that smote the Egyptians. They even have history. These are the gods that smote the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Next verse. Be strong. They began to encourage themselves. Be strong and quit yourselves like men. I like that statement. Quit yourselves like men. Do you know the meaning of quitting yourself? The way, the way you can say, I quit that business. I quit that relationship. Here he says, you quit yourself. Ah. When you're going to fight, don't go with yourself. He says, quit yourself. Don't go in to survive. Go, go in to die. Ah. So they, they said, quit yourselves like men, says all ye Philistines, that ye be not servants unto the Hebrews. Why are Hebrews always servants to Philistines? Because Philistines understand this. They have reverence for the presence that we don't have. And so you find yourself under an unbeliever, controlling how you should pray. And this is their secret. It says that they be not servants, that you will be not servants unto the Hebrews, as they have been to you. It says, quit yourselves like men and fight. This is now their courage against God. Next verse. And the Philistines fought, and Israel was smitten, and they fled every man to his tent. They ran. <laughs> that kind of beating where you find yourself at home. You don't know how you reached. <laughs> I said, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Everyone was in his tent. It says, and there was a very great slaughter for their fellow of Israel. 30,000, so they lost another 30,000. Those are 7,000 people dead. Because that ark, they had entered into transaction. But the ark had a certain kind of knowledge. You only take me when you have wars, but you have no relationship with me. This is the voice of the ark. You only take me to win battles, but you have no relationship with me. So when they carried the ark, it says, mm-hmm. 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 They carried. When they reached there, they shouted. When they shouted, they said, mm-hmm. Shout. They are going to slaughter. <laughs> they shouted. But that's how they died. Non-believers seem to have a certain honor for the things of God more than us. There's a reverence for the house of God. Anything God, there has to be a fear. Whether it is house of God, man of God, servant of God, anything that has God on it. There has to be a reverence and a, a firmament of honor. Ah. In the traditional churches where we came from, they do it better than Balokoli. Even the way they come in the church, it does not allow familiarity. With a long stick, you can't familiar that. Kind of <laughs> it's not allowed there. Because there's all these guys that follow. 
God bless you They honor their they are servants servants of God Now you you are deep Why? Waters above have collided with waters below. And then you wonder why are things not changing? Your relationship with the ark. Your relationship with the ark. Jesus told this man who said send the word only. He, he said about him, he says, I have not seen this kind of face. Then he said, no, not in Israel. Says when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said unto them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Listen, he said, No, not in Israel. And there were Israelites behind him who had followed him a long journey. You imagine you have followed this man. You have this man who has the six servants, he just came. You, you have been working with Jesus all along. And Jesus says, what Your following is not faith. He says, I've never seen this kind of faith in all these guys following me. Eh? Look at the, the most significant bills of the ministry of Jesus. They were not paid by guys who were with him. Guys who were with him were stealing the money. The most significant bills, if you study the ministry of Jesus, the most significant bills are not being paid by guys who are near. Let's begin with one bill. When Jesus was born, he was born in a manger. Whose farm was it? You, you may not know, but do you think God ignored that guy? Because why you put this baby of yours, Michael is supposed to be eating from there. That was, he created space. That was a very important point because a king of kings had been born. So that's a very that's a moment where a man should be positioned to sow a seed if they had known. If Mary was in our day we wouldn't allow her to give birth in Jerusalem. We would fly her to the best <laughs> that bill, that was a bill footed by a stranger. And God never tells us who the owner of the farm was. Why? Because mostly people who give very big in the ministry, they don't talk. They are very hidden. You, the day you send 200,000, you will inform. Papa, have you seen my 200? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. <laughs> it has to be known. Aye. Have you seen it? Have you seen it? Check it, check, check. I sent, I sent. 200,000. The angel announced, a baby, a king is born. He told the shepherds, shepherds just came and looked at the cow and said, wow, wow, wow. And they went back and continued shepherding. You know the shepherd is the pastor. A white shepherd means pastor. They were pastors. They came and saw, oh, this is a, a younger pastor. Wow. <laughs> Guys from the east, no angel appeared, just a star. They came with gold, silver, my God. To foot a bill of a baby. Huh. From afar. 
the donkeys which he rode on to fulfill prophecy, the donkey which he rode on, it was another man who understands the language of the Lord needs it. The Lord needs it. He, they, he says when you tell him the Lord needs it, that is his password. The, he understands. When they ask you, who, why, why are you untying the donkeys? Tell him the Lord needs it. And that man was raised to, to understand that language. So he released the donkeys. He was not one of the disciples. Significant bill being footed by a stranger. And that bill was important because he was fulfilling prophecy. Another bill. The upper room where they took Holy Communion. It was another guy who paid for that room. He gave his room. He gave his hotel for Jesus to have Holy Communion there. The oil. Because the guys who are close here, they, huh? When they give 50k, they want you to see it. Have you seen how much? Familiarity. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because of Tamantas to rush. Let's go to. Are you learning something? Joshua chapter 3. From verse 1. I want to read very quickly. So, and Joshua rose early in the morning and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. Let's continue. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the hosts. Uh-huh. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. When you see the ark, not when you see the Levite. Look at that. He didn't say when you see the Levites. He says when you see the ark and the priests, the Levites bearing it. And so your eyes are fixed on the ark that is being carried by the Levites. He says, move from your place and go after it, not go after them. Follow the presence. But the presence has no legs. The ark has no legs. How is it going to move? It moves by priests. He says, as they move, Observe the ark. That's why we join churches. We join churches because we realize that there are Levites carrying the presence of God. We can see the presence of God. And that it is for them a responsibility. Uh-huh. Verse 4. It says, yet, tell your neighbor, yet, yet, there shall be a space between you and it. It says, when you're following it, there should be space between you and it. It says, about 2,000 cubits by measure. It says, come not near unto it. Come not near. Leave a firmament. Leave a firmament. Don't come close to the ark. There's a reason. That you may know the way by which you must go. In other words, when you keep that distance, leadership will be clear. You will know where to go. 
Because if they move among you, you will not know where to go. You will, you will lose your way. Let them go ahead that you may know your way ahead. Don't mix a lot with people that are supposed to help you. You will not know where to go. Let them take the lead. See how they handle their marriage. See how they handle time. See how they do things. You won't see it if there's no commandment. When you're around the man of God or whoever God has sent to you to help you, what do you observe? Do you see how he talks to the wife? Do you observe that? Or you're just waiting to shake his hand? No, observe. Observe if you have that privilege of coming that close. He says that you may know the way by which you must go. He says, for you have not, look at that. He says, for you have not passed this way before. God is saying that having that principle of letting there be a firmament, you will begin to go to places that you have never been before. If you have never been a billionaire before, this is the principle. If you have never been married before, let there be a firmament between you and the married people. A firmament of honor because you have never been this way before. An important person gives you their time. They give you an appointment. Then you come for that appointment. When you come, he puts his phone in silence and puts it upside down. And begins to talk to you. And sometimes you even talk more. So while he's talking, they call you. And your phone has that ugly ringtone, that loud, useless. You <laughs> say, yes, uh, uh, can I, can I? Yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Mantini. Hey, Mantini. Hey, do you still uh, keep pigs? Now, why didn't you create an appointment with Mantini? This man had things to do. He honored you. He canceled all these things to talk to you. And your phone calls are more important. Can I pick this? Of course you pick. Hi. Oh. If possible... You first throw your cuffon in the water and come for the what? <laughs> for the for the appointment. You listen, you have been with Martin for how long? That relationship with Martin has never helped you. Now you have met waters above. And then look at how you treat the opportunity. You're dealing with a man who can come on your sea and cause you to catch fish you have never caught before, yet he has never been on your sea before. Jesus came to the sea to Peter. And because he was there, fish said, eh, our master is on the shore. They all came to hear the gospel. And Jesus says, you catch. The kind of man that came to Peter. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor again, let there be a firmament. Let there be a firmament. It helps those who are supposed to lead you, to lead you better. 
They can't help you when you are with them. Give us Hebrews chapter 5. Let's look at something there. Hebrews chapter 5. Verse 1. It says for every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God. Why can't God do those things himself? No, he uses men. God uses men. He says he comes among people and takes one of the men and ordains him for the sake of the people. God has never used his priest well enough that he can't separate from people. He separates him from people, ordains him for them. So this priest has to remain separated a certain way from the people if he's going to benefit them. Because I hear the problem is this man that is taken from men if God is to bring back this man will the men honor the man The Bible says a prophet is without honor in his own home Yet God comes in that home to save that home and chooses one of them to bring salvation The problem is that he's from among them Look at that is Mark 6:4. He says, "But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor but in his own country and among his own king and in his own house because they share the same family they are under the same roof. The roof which the other man said, I'm not going to host you in. This one they are already hosted. The man comes from that house. Praise God. I observe uh some churches which host our man of God. Ay 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 ay. Here we have security team. There they have bouncers. Even if you came with a pastor uh, who are you? They carry you by the neck. <laughs> it's a church. It's a church but they carry you by the neck. We will crucify you. Who are you? The owner they give him abroad. For us here we can kubonga ko. Because he was taken from among people. And these things cause delays in our lives, delays for nothing. When you recognize your destiny helpers, there's a message Papa preached of destiny helpers. You need to watch it together with such a message. Praise God. Delaying in if you have delayed in one place, you have never gone beyond where you are. You need to do a familiarity check. A familiarity check because you are delaying that you know let me show you a scripture that will interest you praise god Joshua 13 verse 1 very interesting scripture <laughs> the man of god Joshua says now Joshua was what let's, let's read together he was what he was old in what old and also he was stricken he was not well stricken but he was stricken in years And the Lord said unto him thou art old and stricken in years then says and there remains yet very much land to be possessed but you are old Hey <laughs> imagine God coming to you and saying ha there are more businesses to possess but ha okuze <laughs> says there's too much to take but ha you are old So where was time lost? 
I want to show you why time was lost. The Bible says that God told Abraham that the Israelites would be in bondage for 400 years. These guys spent how many years? 430 years. Which means there was a 30 year delay there in the mathematics. Praise God. So we did this math in the first service. I'll just do it together even now. So Moses came to bring these Israelites out of Egypt when he was 80 years old. So they came out at 430. Okay? Are we together? But by the time he brings them out at 430, he was 80. So when was he born? Wanji? I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to ask someone who's looking at me like, how many, how many, when was he born in the equation? At what? At 350. Which means God was on time. Because God spoke 400 years. So he came on time. 350 before the 400 mark, the Savior was born. So take us to the book of Acts. Hmm. Acts chapter 7 verse. It will be good to take from 22. It says, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Next verse. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren. So when he was 40 years, a revelation hit came into his heart. It came into his heart, which means it was time to save them. So at 40 years, so when we get the 350 and add the 40, we come to what? 390, which is still within the time before 400. A revelation came at 390 for Moses to bring them out in time. Now look at what happened. The next verse. And seeing one of Let's read the other one also, so people can follow. And when he was full 40 years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren, the children of Israel. Next verse. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him. He had begun on the mission. He defended him and avenged him that was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. He had started his mission. Next verse. For... Why he did that is for he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. Because in reality, brothers don't understand. It is sons who understand. They never understood. But they are lacking understanding at the time when they are supposed to come out of bondage. They are the very ones who cried for deliverance. God sends a deliverer and they didn't understand. It says, he supposed his brethren would have understood how that God by the hand of Moses, God by the hand of Moses would deliver them, but they understood not. And because of that, Moses fled another 40 years. Which 40 years? There they miss, there's a 10 from the 390 to 400. I know your head is boiling because of mathematics. That's why you have to rewatch the message. And then the 30, 
So that delay was because they did not understand. The earlier you understand the heart of your sent man of God, or the people God has sent to you, the earlier you will move. The more time you will redeem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take three people, let there be a firmament. The waters below are supposed to meet the waters above by evaporation. Are you still here? Evaporation is the invitation. Waters below have to be invited by evaporation. And how does evaporation happen? It happens by the heat from the lights in the firmament. And the measure with which the waters below go up is not the measure by which they come down. They come back as rain. They go up as vapor, come back as rain. That is how you're, you're not supposed to go to the man of God and come back the same person. You're supposed to go there as vapor, come back as rain. To water the earth. To benefit the earth. Hallelujah. Familiarity has died. It's died out of my life. It has died out of my life completely. Hallelujah. I love the Trinity. God, Father, Son, and Spirit. They have been together for long. But you don't see familiarity between them. You see how the Father talks to the Son. And how the Son talks to the Father. The Son can kneel down before his Father. Yet he is the Father. They are so one. So, so one that when you meet the Holy Spirit, you have met Jesus. When you meet the Father, you have met the Holy Spirit. And they have been together since eternity past, but you don't see familiarity between them. Jesus once prayed and said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. You hear me all. The Father hears the Son always. Always. Before they created the created man, they said, let us make man. They didn't just make because I'm a father can make. No, they had to first agree. Let us make man in our own image. They have such honor for themselves. Jesus says, I'm here to do the will of my father. I'm sent to do the will of my father. He told the father, not father, not my will, but yours be done. Oh, hallelujah. And then Jesus said, it is good that I go away. Because if I don't go, the comforter will not come. But when I go, I will send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is sendable by the Son. Yet the Spirit is the Spirit of the Father. But the Son can send like that unity, that unity, that unity. And the Spirit of God, he moves. Now you, you received the Holy Spirit last month. By the way, you talk to the Holy Spirit. Spirit, move now! Move. 
It's like, it's okay, I'm going to move. Eh? Is it by force? I'm going to move. Go to the back, move all those ones. <laughs> he had never had the father talk like that to him. <laughs> Glory to God. We have also familiar the Holy Spirit. Move now. I don't touch the one in the green. Touch the one of red. The one of red. And then the one of red. Says, Praise the Lord. I want you. Oh, praise God. That, that, that is amazing. Just looking at, the, at how they relate with each other. The Bible says that so is my word that I send forth out of my mouth. It says when it goes, it shall not come back to me void. That is Isaiah 55 verse 10. Say, for as the rain comes down. You see that? Waters below are returning. It says, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but watereth the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Next verse. So shall what? My word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It says, it shall not return to me void. So being sent is okay, but how do you come back? It says, when the word is sent, it does not come back until it has fulfilled. God says he sent his word and it healed them. It could not return with a negative report of they refused to be healed. It sticks with you until you become what God says you should become. Ah. Because it must take a good report to the one who sent it. You, the man of God sends you somewhere, you come back and say, Papa, that place, you, we will not manage. We will not manage that place. Why don't you go ahead and do something about it? And he says, take us back to that, that, uh, that verse. So we finish. He says, but it shall accomplish that which I please. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. Say, whenever I'm sent. Wherever I'm sent. I prosper in the thing. For which I'm sent. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. One day, David was thirsty. And he said, oh, I wish I can have some water to drink. As soon as he said it, the guys who were with him, the water he desired to drink were of a specific well. And David longed. And said, oh, that one would give me a drink of water. Look at the water which he wants. Of the well of Bethlehem that is at the gate. Eh? I thought all water is water. He says, no, I want specific water. The one from Bethlehem. And not just Bethlehem, at the gate. Look at the next verse. And the three, these are three guys, break through the host Malagabasata Kabaya. They broke through a host of the Philistines and drew water out of the well of Bethlehem. They went through a, through Philistines and fought to get their man of God water. They were willing to die. Three men fighting Philistines. They were willing to die to get it. Just water. When they brought it, they said, I can't drink this kind of water. This water has blood in it. I can't drink this kind of water. Now he says, yes, I'm thirsty, but this one, I can't drink it. So then, for us, we don't know whether you drink it or don't drink it. We are here to serve. Ah. 
And the Bible calls them mighty men. You want to be a mighty man? How do you respond to instruction? Even if, listen, for you, if, if, if it was some people here, and David says, I want to water from Bethlehem. They're like, no, Musumba, relax. There's water down there. They would give an opinion of where, which other water. We have this mineral water, then they also have this other water, nearby water. They went to get it and they had to go through war. Whether he was joking or not joking, whether he would drink it or not drink it, they had to serve. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What is your responsibility in the revival? Leave a firmament and follow the ark. Follow the ark. Serve the ark. Be available. You will see how it will translate in every other thing. Let's lift up our hands and speak to God. Oh, baragi barabaha. Pray. This year is for praying. This year is for praying. Thank God. Glorify Him. As you speak in other tongues, you receive revelation of the things of the Spirit and reverence will be born in your heart. I want to be where I have never been before. Teach me to follow. Teach me to honor. Teach me the fear of God.
in the same atmosphere you could be here and you have never received the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of your life you don't remember a time where you committed to be born again I want to request you to repeat these words after me say Lord Jesus today I open my heart to you that you may come in and be the Lord and Savior of my life. I have always loved you, but today I want you to live in me. I confess with my mouth that you are my Lord and Savior. I believe that when you died, it was for me. When you were buried, it was for me. You were raised to give me glory for my glorification. I'm born again. Amen. Hallelujah.